Hey friends, I wanted to let you know personally what you're about to watch. I'm so excited. This was a weekend I'll never forget. A couple weeks ago, God laid it on my heart that we were going to take a whole weekend to pray for healing and for miracles. And to, instead of having a regular service where I would preach a sermon and do all of that, that we would set time aside and just worship, pray, take communion together, and really just contend for God to do miracles in our services. And what you're about to watch is that worship experience, uh, healing testimony, multiple people getting healed in this message you're about to watch. Every single service, we had people raise their hands who said they got healed during the service while we were praying and worshiping. I believe that as you watch this, if you're believing for a miracle, if you're believing for healing, God's going to do something in your life, in your body, in your heart, in your mind. And we're believing with you for miracles and for God to do something powerful. So thank you so much for watching today. We're going to get right into this worship healing service. Check it out right here. You say 
many miracles you know when you think about it when I first heard that song I started thinking wow so many things to be thankful for so many things that God has done just the fact that we're still here after a year of a pandemic that you're still alive today that you're still showing up to church you got clothes on your back you got breath in your lungs you got food on the table come on a million little miracles and I think we forget that every good and perfect gift comes from our Father above. You know, we didn't earn the good things in our life. That's God's grace. That's his miracle working power. That's him taking care of us. I was watching uh, VeggieTales with my kids the other day. And it was, it was an episode with Larry the Cucumber and Bob the Tomato. And they were talking about George Mueller. And George Mueller had an orphanage. He took care of all these children and he didn't know how he was going to provide every day. They would pray, he would give money away, and he would ask God, God, give us a meal for tomorrow. And somehow every single day, God kept providing. My kids were asking me the question, they said, you know, Daddy, how did, how did God know that George Mueller and all these orphans needed food? And I said, that's the goodness of God. He's looking out for kids, he's looking out for people, he's looking out for you, Liam and Benny that God has been so faithful. Come on, how many are thankful for the faithfulness of God in the little things, the big things? Well, listen, this weekend, we're calling it Worship Weekend. We're just gonna flow and worship. We're gonna have a healing altar call. We're believing for miracles this weekend. We're gonna have water baptisms going on over here. We've got the tanks ready. Maybe you're here this weekend and you say, Paul, what's water baptism? Water baptism is an outward declaration of an inward decision. It's, it's basically saying, I've decided to follow Jesus, and so when I go down in the water, the water is not what saves me or washes me, but the water represents the blood of Jesus, the forgiveness of Jesus, and the renewal that we have in Christ. That I'm going down with the old me, and I'm coming up as a new me. That the past is forgiven, that I'm a new creation in Christ. And in the Bible, every time someone got saved, they got water baptized. They would go down to the Jordan River, they go to the Mediterranean Ocean, they would find a body of water, whether it was a lake, a river, and they would baptize each other, and they would declare, I belong to Jesus. My past is forgiven, my future is bright, my best days are in front of me. And this morning, we're gonna do water baptism. So if you're here today, with every head up, every eye open, if you wanna get water baptized during this time of worship, I want you to just raise your hand right now. If that's you, we have a change of clothes for you. We have towels. Don't let anything stop you. Even if you didn't come with a change of clothes or towels. All right, if you raise your hand, I want you to come to my left, your right. Our team pastors are gonna meet you right down here at the front. If you go through that door, they'll give you a change of clothes. We have every size, shirt, shorts. We have towels out there. And then we wanna see you make that decision. We're gonna celebrate every person who goes public with their faith this morning. And as they're coming down, we'll cheer them on. Come on, give them a loud cheer one more time. Come on. It's a new day, new beginnings all over this place. And as people are getting baptized, we're gonna take some time to just worship this morning. Come on. 
so awesome. I love it. Come on. During this time of worship, we wanna pray for those of you that, in the, that are in the room and you need healing. Maybe you need healing in your body, your mind. Maybe you need healing from one of your family members. We believe that God still heals. In the last few services, we've seen people get healed in the service. And I asked at the end of the service, has anyone experienced something changing in your body? Just, just two hours ago in the 9 a.m. service, we had multiple people raising their hand. They said, I came in with headaches, it's gone. I came in with pain in my back, it's gone. I came in with anxiety and panic attacks and I feel completely peace in my mind. Last night, there was a lady who came in. She said, I had vertigo when I came into church. Everything was spinning around. I couldn't focus. I couldn't look straight. Intense headaches. She said, during worship in the service last night, the vertigo completely left. She said, I have complete sound mind. I'm able to focus. No migraines, no headaches. We believe that God's in the business of doing miracles. And he's gonna do it this morning. So if you need a miracle, if you need healing of any kind, I want you to just leave your seat. Come and find a place at this altar. We're gonna worship and pray. And we're gonna, we're gonna believe that God wants to do something supernatural in this place. That God is still able to do the impossible. Yeah, people coming from all over this room. You know, in the Old Testament, when the Israelites were surrounded by enemy armies, there was this moment in 2 Chronicles 20 where the king of Israel, he didn't know what he was gonna do. Everyone had told him, it's over for you, you're gonna die. The whole nation is under captivity. All these enemies were coming specifically for the king. And the diagnosis, the prognosis was, it's over. It's impossible for you to get out of this. Your life is over, the nation is over. And so he said, let's pray and let's ask what God wants to do. And during that time of prayer, there was someone who prophesied. And the prophecy was, King Jehoshaphat, today you need to know that the Lord is going to fight for you, that the battle belongs to the Lord. And even though you might feel discouraged and overwhelmed, and even though the diagnosis says it's impossible for you to uh, live after this, this is what the prophet said, even though it looks impossible, God is about to fight your battle. All you have to do is stand still and see the victory of the Lord. And what he did, the king sent out the worshipers. And he said, we're gonna worship and we're gonna praise until God turns things around. And as they begin to worship and praise, God completely removed their enemies. God gave victory to Israel. In the, in, in the New Testament, we saw the same type of thing where Jesus would move through people's faith. That there's something about worship. When we fix our eyes on Jesus, and we stop just talking about our problems, our sickness, our disease, and we start looking to our king, and we start lifting up his name. There's power in the name of Jesus. This week, I was praying for people in the hospital. I was praying for my mother-in-law, and I was speaking life over her. And I sat down at the piano, and I just felt like God wanted to write a new song for our church on healing. And these words started to come. And uh, we just finished this song yesterday, but we wanna sing this brand new healing song to you today. And as we sing it, the words are on the screen. I want you to receive these words by faith. While we're worshiping, I want you to speak it over your body, whatever the need is, whatever the miracle that you're believing for. And after we take some time to worship and after we celebrate those in the baptism, we're gonna take communion together. I wanna just encourage you, if you're new to Victory, usually there's a sermon that happens right here, but this weekend we're switching things up because I believe God wants to do something fresh and new in our church. And it's gonna, I'm telling you, God has something in store for all of us this morning. So Lord, we surrender to you. God, speak to us.
Remind us of your power. God, remind us that there's still power in the name of Jesus, that your healing power is breaking through in this room today, in Jesus' name. Testimony, how he saved my soul. I 
once was bound, but now I'm free. Jesus has rescued me.
we were singing that song and looking at those videos of these people who've been healed through all the ministry of victory, I can't help but get emotional because I was there. I was there in St. Petersburg, Russia, when thousands of people came down to get saved. I was there when people who couldn't walk started walking and threw their cane down on the stage. I was there when my dad was praying for people in Haiti who were tormented in the mind, people who were oppressed, people who came in with so much pain and left healed. I was there when people's spines lined up with the Word of God and neck pain disappeared, back pain disappeared. I laid hands on someone who was blind and I saw their eyes line up and begin to see for the first time. Church, don't you tell me he can't do it because I know he can. I know he can heal. I saw last year he raised a girl in our church who was dead back to life. I know he can do it. He's doing it right now. He's doing it even in the baptism tank. People who, 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 who are far from God, who are coming back to God. One of the greatest miracles is the heart that's changed, the life that's changed. Someone who's saved this morning, people got saved and got baptized. That right there is a miracle, even in those tanks. I've seen growths disappear, tumors disappear. And I just wanna pray this morning. I wanna pray for people who need a miracle. If you need healing in your body, would you raise your hand up? If you see, see someone with their hand raised and you're a believer, would you just put your hand on their shoulder if you believe in the power of prayer? And God, this morning, we pray for every person here in this room for healing. God, I pray that you would heal backs, people who came in with back pain, in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for spines to line up with your word. I pray for necks to be healed where there's been intense neck pain. God, I pray for those who haven't been able to turn their heads to the left or to the right. God, that you're healing them this morning as we worship God. I pray for those who have growths and tumors, God. I pray in Jesus' name, God, for supernatural, creative miracles right here, God. Just like you've done it in Haiti and Africa, that you're doing it in Tulsa, Oklahoma. God, I pray for those who haven't been able to have children. God, that you're opening her womb up. God, that you're, God, you're giving them miracle sons and daughters miracle children in Jesus name. God, I pray for those who came in with headaches, migraines right now. If that's you, just put your head on your hand on your head. I pray God for someone who's been having intense headaches, intense migraine pain, healing in Jesus name. Lord, touch her mind. God, touch his mind in Jesus name. We command that pain to leave in the name of Jesus. By your stripes we are healed. God, I pray for those whose feet, God, they need healing in their ankles. There's, there's been a swollenness around their feet, God. I pray for those who've had pain in their knees, God, and in their hips, they haven't been able to walk right. There's been pain every time they get up. God, I pray, Lord, that you would bring healing to their body today in Jesus' name, that people would know there is still power in the name of Jesus. God, I pray right now for those in the hospital. God, I speak resurrection life over those that are connected to our family members in this church. God, we pray for healing right now. Lord, I pray for healing in homes, healing in hearts, healing in families, miracles in Jesus' name for people's eyes, for their ears, someone who's had trouble hearing, God, for the mouth, God, for the lungs. We speak to vocal cords to be healed in Jesus' name, God. Someone's getting their voice back in Jesus' name. Name. God, I thank you that even in this service, there's a change, a shift that's happening, God. 
Lord, their faith is being ignited. Miracles are happening in Jesus' name. If you believe it, say amen and amen. Come on, he's moving right now. He's moving in this place. I wanna invite my friend Iman, uh, Iman Markland. She's got a testimony to share because she was in a very bad place not too long ago and God did a miracle in her life. If you wanna sit down right where you're at, even down here at the front, you can just take a seat. We're gonna go right back into worship, but I want you to hear this testimony. Let it stir your faith up for a miracle today. How many of you believe that we serve a miracle-working God? You know, I'm a living witness that God can do the impossible when the doctors say that it's impossible. In April of 2007, I was a junior in college. I was studying at Oral Roberts University across the street. I was so excited. Come on, ORU. Come on, VC. Where are my college students at? Come on, I hope this story encourages you along your journey. Because sometimes you go into serving God, you make a decision as a young person to follow after Jesus, and there are times when your faith comes under trial. There are times when you experience things that you don't really understand. And for me, that was April 2007 when I woke up on Easter Sunday and I was coughing up blood in my dorm room. I never had a history of illness. I had never experience any type of ailments in my body. I was very healthy. I ran track and cross country in high school, very healthy in my lungs. But I began to continue to cough and there were little droplets in my hands. And I went to the ER, I had a friend go with me. And as I went into the doctor's office, they did a CT scan on my lungs. And they say, young lady, you have a very large mass in your left lung and it needs to be removed immediately. So you need to call your parents and figure out what to do, but it's gotta happen quick. So it's either gonna happen in the hospital today or you're gonna go home to Dallas. And so I made that phone call, I called my parents, I said, hey, I don't know what's wrong with me, but something is wrong in my body and I need to come home. I need to have surgery. And so my parents came from Dallas, Texas. They picked me up, left my, my dorm, everything in place. And I went home and I was so discouraged because I remember that there were things that, were God, that God was doing in my life. It seemed like I was on a process of healing in my heart from things that I went through. I was planning to go on a missions trip that summer to share the gospel, and it seemed like everything was put on hold. But I went into that operating room. I told them, please put my Bible next to all of those instruments for surgery. And I trusted that God was with me in the middle of my storm. When my parents come in, couldn't come in, when my friends couldn't be there, I knew that God was a present help in time of trouble. And even in that season, my mom had a dream that I was in a casket. And the enemy had an assignment to take my life. But I went through that surgery. They removed half of my left lung, all the surrounding lymph nodes to remove the cancer from my body. And I had to relearn how to walk, how to talk, how to eat, how to drink. You wouldn't think that that was necessary just going into that surgery, but it was. And I began to practice day after day with my father going down the hall. They said, if you can go from your hospital room down the hall and back, you can go home. And I began to do that and I began to trust in faith that I would be able to leave the hospital. And I remember the day that I was released, I sat, 
outside of that hospital in a wheelchair and the sun was shining, there were birds chirping and I felt like God, he spared me because there were people that never left that hospital but he allowed me to move forward. I went back to school that fall and I remember being in the, in the chapel services and I used to sing on the praise and worship team. I used to lift up my voice. But when I went back, I didn't have a voice. I couldn't speak above a whisper. And so I remember standing in the chapel or standing in church and just lifting my hands, tears coming down my face and allowing the posture of my heart to be worshiped when my voice couldn't lift up the praise that I wanted to. But you know what? I found a promise in scripture in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 9. And it says, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up and be not afraid. And when I found that scripture and I found that promise, I began to prophesy like we talked about in the song earlier. And I began to say with my little whisper, I will lift up my voice with strength. I will lift it up and be not afraid. And I declared it every day in my dorm, every day going to class, every day. I began to declare it, declare it, and little by little, my miracle began to break forth, and little by little, I would have moments where my voice would break through, and after six months, my voice was restored. And I came here to tell somebody today that we don't just serve a God who will do a single miracle. He'll do miracles on miracles. I'm a witness that April of 2007, it was a time of mourning. It was a time when my parents were concerned. They didn't know if they were going to be burying their daughter. But two years later, in April of 2009, I wasn't walking down a hospital hallway. I was walking down an aisle to get married to my husband, Stefan Marklin. And we talk about miracle on miracles. April of 2011, I was going back into a hospital, not because I was sick, but because God gave me strength to conceive seed, and I gave birth to my daughter, Grace Marklin. We serve a God who will do miracles upon miracles. I don't know what your date is on the calendar that you've been grieving and you've been seeing lack, and you were wondering where God was when you were believing for a miracle to happen a certain way. I'm here to tell you that he will restore what the enemy tried to take, that he will give you back double for your trouble, that he will allow you to see victory when the enemy wanted you to see misery. And I came to the realization that if the enemy was after my voice and he tried to take it, I will lift up my voice with strength. I will lift it up and be not afraid for the rest of my days. I will declare the works of the Lord in the land of the living if you believe God is able to do a miracle in your life. You better lift up a shout of praise in this place because he's worthy of the highest praise. Come on. Come on, how many of y'all received that testimony this morning? Lord, I just pray right now, God, for every person here 
that heard that testimony and their faith was stirred, God, for a miracle in their life. God, that this morning, God, you're lighting something new, a flame, God, in their heart. Lord, afresh, God, I thank you, Lord, that there's miracles happening even right now as Iman was prophesying. God, as she was speaking it out, Lord, as we begin to worship, I thank you that miracles are happening here and miracles are happening online. Let's just begin to praise you.
Shout the name of Jesus louder than any other name, higher than any other name. There's power in his name. There's healing in his name. There's salvation in his name. On the count of three, church, can we say the name of Jesus like we're an army that's roaring this morning? Come on, here we go. One, two, three. Jesus! we were praying and while we were worshiping, how many felt a change in your body? You felt something shift. You felt something change and this morning. If you felt like God was touching your body in some way, maybe your mind, maybe it was a part of your back, maybe it was your neck, but you feel something different. If that's you, just raise your hand up. What, what was it? Just shout it out. Mental. You felt like God was doing something in your mind. What was it for you? Your knee. You feel a change in your knee. Over here, what was it for you? You felt like your faith was being reignited. How about right here? Your heart pain, the heart pain is gone. Come on, God's doing miracles this morning. What was it for you? Your toe, your ankle, you feel a change in your ankle? Al, what was it for you? A week ago today, he was in the hospital waiting for surgery. Today, he's here, he's healed, he's healthy, he's given God praise. Come on, how many feel to change? What was it for you? Come on, God was healing her nose. What was it for you? God was healing your chest. Come on, God's healing people all over this place. Anyone else, you felt a change happen during worship? What was it for you? What was it? Your legs, your legs are healed. Come on, Jesus. You know, this morning, we wanna take some time real quick to take communion together before we leave. And as you came in, you should have received just a little cup. Inside that cup is a, a piece of bread. And we're gonna do this together all over this room. If you're watching online, you can join us. If you didn't get a communion element when you came in, just raise your hand, our ushers are gonna come, our, our dream team uh, volunteers are gonna come and they're gonna bring it to you. If you keep your hand up, I see some right here in the middle, some in the back. If some of our team members can spread out, make sure we get everyone with the hand raised, one of these communion elements. And what is communion? I wanna just explain it as we're waiting for people to, uh, to receive it. It's a remembrance of what Jesus did. We sang just now, your cross is my freedom. Your stripes are my healing. When we sing that, we're remembering what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. Before he went to the cross, he was having dinner with his disciples. They called it the Last Supper, the Passover meal. And every year, the Israelites, they would take time to eat a meal together called Passover. What they did was they remembered how the Israelites who were once in captivity under Pharaoh had been released when Moses led them out. The night before Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt, there was a spirit of death that came through the land. 
And what God spoke to Moses was make sure that every Israelite family has a spotless lamb and take the blood of that spotless lamb, eat the lamb for dinner, but take the blood of that spotless lamb and put it on the doorpost of your house. This was Old Testament. This was part of how they did things. It was, it was totally different than how we worship today. But they took that blood of a spotless lamb and they put it over every house of the Jewish nation, the Israelites. And that night, the spirit of death came through and did not touch anyone who was under the blood. So when the Israelites left Egypt, they left protected by the blood of a spotless lamb. Well, when Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross, he's having a Passover supper with his disciples. He said, you guys remember that spotless lamb. But today I'm giving you a new covenant. I am the lamb that is being slain for the whole world, not just for Israel, but for every nation. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus said, it is my blood. It is no longer an animal sacrifice that's going to forgive your sins. Once and for all, Jesus went to the cross for every single person throughout all of history, before him and after him, to receive forgiveness and salvation. So when we get saved, we're not putting in our, our faith in a person, we're not putting our faith in a church, we're not putting our faith in our own good works, we're putting our faith in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, fully God, fully man, who went to the cross, died for our sins, rose from the dead, and he's given us resurrection life, salvation and forgiveness. He turned to his disciples and he said, this bread represents my body that's broken for you. This juice represents my blood. When you take this, you are remembering what I came to do for you. Before we take communion, I want us just to close our eyes in this place. The Bible says don't take communion without checking your heart. If there's anything you need to surrender to God, anything where you just need to say, God, I repent. I need your grace this morning. Lord, I want you to be God of every part of my life. If you're here today and you need to surrender something to the Lord, I want you to just raise your hand all over this room. Yeah, whatever it is, whatever, maybe it's sin, maybe it's just some stuff you've been holding on to, shame, fear, discouragement. Maybe there's addictions, you're just saying, Lord, I repent, I need you, I need your mercy, I need your grace. Let's pray this together, especially those that raised your hands. Just say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. So I repent and I receive your forgiveness. I believe you rose from the dead, and I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I'm all yours, in Jesus' name, amen. Jesus took the bread and he broke it. This morning we break this bread together. We remember what he did. He said, eat this bread and remember that my body was broken for you. Let's eat it this morning. He took the cup and he said, this is the new covenant. He said, don't look to Moses any longer. Moses was good, but he said, I've come to fulfill what Moses could not do. He was telling the disciples, he said, what I'm doing for you, my blood poured out for you, will bring forgiveness, not just for you, but for anyone who needs mercy. So we can come to Jesus every week. You don't need a pastor to come to Jesus. Every week, anytime there's a moment where you need his help, his mercy, his grace, you can approach his throne room of grace right here in your heart and say, Lord, I need you today. 
the mercy of God, the blood of God still speaks stronger than your sin, stronger than your fear, stronger than your discouragement, stronger than whatever you've walked through. The blood of Jesus is still speaking today. As we drink, we remember the covenant that he made with us. Let's drink the juice today and remember what Jesus did. Come on, thank you, Jesus. The, uh, the dream team is gonna pass some buckets down the row and you can just drop your cup right in there. But we're gonna finish today with a shout of praise. I believe we need to walk out of this room with just a, a spirit of freedom over whatever the enemy's been messing with you on. And so we're gonna stir up this morning. You guys ready to go out with a shout of praise? Brandon, why don't you kick us off? Let's get our hands together this morning. Here we go. Yeah.
everybody on your way out. You are dismissed. Have a great rest.